Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, if you're an astronaut, there are probably plenty of things uh, you have to be mindful of and all sorts of things you have to learn to do in zero gravity. But drinking champagne probably isn't one of them. Nonetheless, it will now be possible in the near future. The champagne producer G.H. Mum has designed a space-friendly champagne bottle. Octave de Gaulle is director of the Space Design Agency who came up with it. Octave, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Uh, So could you start by describing this bottle to us? What does it look like and what's it made from? Uh, So this bottle uh, looks like a regular bottle, but it's made of metal and it encapsulates a glass bottle. And the whole idea is to meet the constraints of both spaceflight that requires obviously a lot of safety and the constraints of champagne regulation, who will only allow champagne to travel in glass. So basically you have a device that will... um, that would allow, yeah, that will allow to 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 safely transport and pour champagne into space, into a space habitat, uh, and uh, and meet the regulations of of champagne. And um, and to achieve this, uh, we had to go through um, four or five years of development, including testing in zero gravity. And uh, as you mentioned, it's not obvious why uh, astronauts would need champagne, but it's very interesting because if you look at long duration flights towards Mars, for example, or towards the moon, where you have uh, multicultural uh, crews of astronauts that would be for a very long time out of space and, uh, and out of everything that makes them human, if you, if you will allow me. Uh, so long flight, we're talking several months, you know, without any connection to Earth products. Then wine and the capacity to celebrate or to, um, to be for a slight moment outside of uh, working uh, environment in a, and, and, and cheer in a way that only people would do on Earth might be very useful. And a lot of space agencies are actually looking into this direction. Mm. Now, the, the uh, so as you say, it's a glass bottle, which is a requirement for it, to, for it to be actually champagne. And it's encased in a metal bottle. Does it have a traditional cork in the end? It has a traditional cork. The whole idea, the whole technical requirement is that um, it's a very fail-safe product. So uh, that is that every in every direction, the, 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 the system needs to present with uh, several safety um, devices, if you want, or safety measures, let's say. So uh, as you said, it's a glass bottle encapsulated in, in a metal uh, shell. And um, and it's corked with um, with a typical cork uh, tap, and this for several reasons. The first one is that there is no champagne without any cork popping, mm. and the second is that uh, the mechanism that will allow to serve champagne is a valve, uh, and if this valve should fail, so this is in, in in every scenario you need to you need to think about this, then the cork will be the 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 countermeasure if you if you allow so so that so that this uh, so that the system is 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 very safe right okay so so the, the and well I, you know as you know sometimes uh, when somebody on earth opens a champagne bottle it can pop out uh, which i imagine in space might be dangerous yeah so the um, uh, the the bottle presents with a a ring at um difficult to describe there is a ring that uh, goes around the cork in in a, in a closed position and mm. that ring will move um, when unlocking the bottle so there is a there is a 
uh, unlocking mechanism that will allow you to move this ring and that will uh, pretty much like on on earth you have this um, uh, this muselet which is uh, made of, of wire that will allow you to uncork you know safely here you have this ring that prevents the cork from popping and prevents the cork from going anywhere you don't want to so that will slow uh, eventually stop the course of the cork when uncorking right so that okay. means we have yeah, yeah and in terms of pouring out the champagne obviously you don't want champagne going everywhere it's a waste of champagne yeah. but also it might destroy uh, um, equipment and the like so is is that also the function of the tap so that it comes out in very small amounts yeah there's uh, the, the 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 design thing we had to crack for this bottle is like when it comes to alcohol, you don't want to give anyone, you don't want to give everyone a specific dose, like a medicine, you know, that you would sip like they <laughs> do with water, actually. So the whole idea was to recreate a ritual of service that, that mimics the one you have on Earth. And that is actually a great part of what makes it a convivial uh, um, experience. So pouring, clinking glasses, um, having the nose uh, participating, the, the, the tasting was all uh, the requirements from the beginning, the experience, experiential requirement and um, and pouring was one of them as i said and in order to pour when you have zero gravity well you have to think of another way than than trusting gravity to hold the liquid or and and to have it go outside the bottle so in this case we use the inner pressure that is contained in a bottle of champagne so when you pop the cork you hear a big pop here on earth and that is the pressure around six bars releasing from the bottle and we we keep a bit of that pressure when uncorking and we use that pressure to to push the liquid out of the bottle at the command of a of a button of a button that is located in the bottom of the bottle and uh, so the liquid will go out when when you press this button and will gather in that ring that i've mentioned before um in a way that you have control over the liquid on where it goes and what amount you are uh, freeing from the bottle mm. and once you're satisfied with that amount you can with a slight movement of the wrist free that sphere of champagne that will then float in the habitats and that you can gather with a specially designed glass. Ah, right. So you've designed glasses to go with them as well. Yes, they they look like uh, if you would put a glass in the bottom of the ocean for a thousand years. So that means it, it <laughs> looks a bit like a silhouette of the glass in which you remove the cup part that we don't really need because you, the, the, the liquid will hold themselves together actually and, and form a sphere. And the, and the flat part that is under the stem because we don't need that anymore. So it looks like a stem with a pretty much looks like a, um, oversized golf tee, maybe. Mm, so. Right. OK. Now, the, now um, many astronauts have reported that food tastes different uh, in space, that perhaps a bit more bland. So with that in mind, has uh, is the actual champagne contained within that? Or have mum produced a specific sort of champagne that perhaps could take that into account? Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, so the, this project is a is a um, is a 360 degree effort from Maison Moom, you know, because we I'm the I'm the designer, so I've I've provided them with a design that they can rely on that and that would allow this space tasting. But on their side, they have worked a lot onto uh, tasting and what goes into the tasting when you're in zero gravity, and so. Basically, when you are when the liquid floats and doesn't go, for example, in your tongue or goes to your palate, or how it develops aromas in zero gravity—that's one thing. And as you said, from the experience of astronauts we've worked with, 
the fact that you have a slight loss of taste. And to uh, to produce uh, a champagne that would fit these requirements, they worked with their wine team for now a couple of years, and they've produced a blend of champagne that is. Um, um, so I'm not the best person to talk about it, but mm -hmm. let's say a little bit spicier, something that they pushed some, some of the characteristics of their wine, you know, uh, so that um, it's a bit stronger. And the idea is to have it um, so that the idea is that when you taste it in space, it, it uh, tastes like the one you would on Earth, you know, so they, they try to counter uh, balance a little bit the effects. Yes. Of space, yeah. Is it known? Because uh, you know, on an airplane, it's often said that alcohol is more potent on an airplane. In space, is alcohol more potent? Do we know that they might have one small glass and be out of their minds with with drunkenness? So there is a ton of experience of alcohol in space, but none of them are really documented officially. But if you talk with astronauts, they've all sipped a little bit of wine, oh. a little bit of cognac. So we have some experience on that. Uh, for sure. What happens in a plane is that the, the pressure in an airplane is slightly um, uh, inferior to the pressure that you have uh, in a regular environment. So it's like, I think it's 0.7 bar or something, or 0.8. And what it's, uh, as an effect, as a, as a, um, as a result, it, uh, it, it, it changed the way your blood flows because of oxygena oxygenation. So your body starts to flow blood more rapidly, I think. So again, I'm not very, mm. I'm not a doctor, but it's pretty much what happens. So the fact that you are uh, inhibited uh, faster, for example, in a plane or on top of a mountain is due to your blood flowing faster, which is not the case in, uh, in space because the, the pressure, uh, the inner pressure, the atmospheric pressure inside the ISS, for example, is exactly one bar. So the same as on earth, ah. but you have other measures and, and, um, obviously, we've taken that in account, and the fact is that there is actually half a bottle of champagne that is um, available in that bottle. So it's not it's not exactly a complete bottle. Yeah. And the point is to have the least the effects of alcohol and try to actually push the effects of conviviality and of the ritual, you know, of cheering yes. and clinking glasses. Yeah. Now, as I, I, I as I understand it, I mean, you, you are going to test this in space. It is going to go up to the International Space Station. But also, aren't they forbidden from drinking alcohol on the, uh, on the ISS? Yes, they are forbidden um, because obviously they're working people and that's pretty much the case in every working environment. You, you are not allowed to drink uh, alcohol when you are working. But there is, uh, so the, the bottle will embark now uh, as, as sort of a first um, test run. So it won't be open on, on its first flight, but it allows us to test a lot of the um, the chain, um, the logistic chain that is before that flight, and the and the the space requirements, and 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 so so this first flight is far from being useless, but it won't be open on that first flight, and we have signed an agreement with uh, Axiom Space, who is going to exploit part of the ISS and then um, add modules, add private modules in the ISS where actually. Um, the law uh, of of NASA won't apply completely in these modules. So um, today oh. we're not allowed to drink on ISS because only working astronauts go there. Tomorrow, when more and more um, private astronauts go and uh, and the private sector um, becomes more important on the ISS. Um, um, architecture, let's say, uh, these rules, these regulations are going to change. And um, 
and not only to party or for billionaires like you would imagine, but because the, the, the fact that the evolution going towards longer and further flights, as I said before, but also going, but also with a low Earth orbit being more and more inhabited by um, not professional astronauts, but private astronauts. And that doesn't only mean tourists, it could be uh, scientists, you know, that are not operators as astronauts are today, but that are scientists. Uh, from universities or so that have now that will now have access uh, through private sector, um, these regulations are going to change. So yeah. uh, we're confident that within two years or three years we will have um, um, an experience of tasting this champagne into space, and and we could gather uh, information and, and and scientific data from this uh, in order to um, to better the system that we have. Yeah. Now. Uh, it might be tough on the NASA astronauts in a few years' time. They're in one bit of the space station and they're not allowed to drink and they're listening to the neighbours having a great time next door. That, that, uh, hopefully that won't yeah, be too exactly. much of a no, stress for them. I think um, the NASA astronauts always had this problem with their Russian neighbours if you, if, if you look at uh, what happened in, on ISS for the past uh, 20 years. So the Russians have always been uh, allowed to drink and ISS have always forbid them to drink, but this is what happened. Uh, so, uh, but the NASA astronauts are, are known to be very uh, compliant to the rules um, yeah. of, of NASA, of, obviously. What I think will happen is that uh, NASA is going to look at, uh, obviously, the moon and, uh, and their gateway station, uh, where most of their astronauts will go. And the ISS is supposed to be decommissioned and in, yeah, before, before 2030. So what will happen is that we will have two, three, maybe four space stations that are going to be private and that are going to be laboratories, obviously, but... Uh, uh, for for private astronauts, as I said, it could be the MIT, it could be the University um, of Dublin, it could be someone that charters a flight and say we have research to do in microgravity in low Earth orbit, and this, in this case, it will happen through private uh, sector. Right, Octave, NASA... we have to leave it there. That's very interesting. Uh, okay, sorry. I, I, I wouldn't send people from Dublin first, though, just to be in the safe side. Uh, that was Octave de Gaulle, there, director of the Space Design Agency. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.